What's up, guys? I am here with the interview queen, Alicia Atoot. How's it going, Alicia? I'm doing really well. How are you today? I'm awesome. A little bit of background on this interview. You sent out a tweet like a week ago or something like that, looking that you wanted to be on podcasts, and I, I sent out a reply, uh, and then you DM'd us. So, so here you are. Uh, that's pretty cool that you're willing to do things like that. Uh, before we get into the you know everything that is Alicia, the interview queen, uh, why did you want to start doing podcasts? So it's to the point now where I have some really exciting things going on between conventions, lots of lots of hosting, my interviews, and of course recently signing my multi-year deal with MLW. So it just seems like the perfect time to kind of get out there, start talking to people, stir in some more buzz because it's been really exciting lately. And um, I also get people reaching out to me daily wanting me to be on their show in general. So I figured why not kind of extend that olive branch and put put my hand out there and see uh, what we can come up with. So it's it's been really fun. Yeah, that's totally awesome. You know, I think a lot of podcasters and people who do what it is that I do, uh, you know, are intimidated by reaching out to, uh, we'll call them people with a higher following uh, follower count. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, that olive branch is uh, really appreciated. So on behalf, I guess, the wrestling internet podcast community, thank you so much for doing this. And I'm sure a bunch of listeners are familiar with uh, Ambi, with a bunch of stuff that you're doing. But let's start with uh, MLW. You just said that you signed a multi-year uh, deal with them. So I actually didn't know yes. that it was a multi-year deal, but I did know that you, uh, you'd you worked with AEW, I think at like All In and Double or Nothing, and you'd worked with Impact in the past. So let's talk about how MLW came about and, and why it is that you're there now and for I what I assume is the foreseeable future. Yeah, so they actually just reached out to me quite, quite randomly saying, hey, um, we, we had talked in the past, but not about working 
with them, uh, I actually reached out to them to just attend a show and grab some interviews about a year and a half ago. Um, so then they reached out a couple months ago saying, hey, we'd really love to have you as a part of our team. We have this show coming up. Are you free? And I happened to have that weekend off. So I flew out to New York for my first tapings with them. It went super, super well. And uh, the first day I was there, they approached me saying, hey, we would love to make this pretty permanent and bring you on board so uh then after a couple back and forth some talking it all worked out and next thing you know i had a contract in my hand which was extremely surreal for me uh and super exciting um it just it all felt like it gelled really really well i'm friends with so much of the locker room already which is obviously a huge help whenever you work anywhere mm-hmm. um and then on top of just having like really good buds there I like the product a lot. Like, I love the product. I've been watching it for a while, and now that I get to experience it live, so much of it is off the cuff. It's gritty. Um, it's exactly what I want to be a part of. Like, it's, it's just an exciting atmosphere. So um, that's, that's the biggest reason I, I chose there. It's, uh, it's just a really good environment to be around. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Uh, MLW is, it presents, you know, obviously there's AEW, WWE, uh, Impact, New Japan, everything that a wrestling fan in 2020 could want. But I, I like the MLW product because I got a chance to uh, catch it when I lived in Orlando. I was going to UCF for the past uh, five years. So when they were filming at a Guilt Nightclub, I got to see some of that early resurgence uh, when they first came back. So I'm happy to awesome. see you uh, with that brand and, you know, recognize that it is something super important uh, in this industry and you got they're going for a contract uh, like a like a new they were on BN Sports right so and I yes. think their TV deal is uh coming up in the spring so they're like you know pushing things and looking for uh, maybe like a bigger outlet what what does that mean to you like that means your face uh you know not that YouTube isn't uh big and massive and you know you have a great following but uh a bigger outlet is always better isn't it A hundred percent. I mean, once I saw that release for the first time where, you know, they're looking to, you know, striving for even bigger and better things. um, I was so excited. Court sent it to me in a text and I was like, what? And I clicked it right away. And, um, you know, I heard heard everything was kind of coming to fruition backstage. You know, everyone talks backstage and they're like, oh, yeah, this is happening. Um, But once I got that release, I was like, "Ooh, it's actually happening. Sick. So I have not a clue who it's going to be with. I don't know if anything is finalized as of yet, but I'm sure whenever it is, like, Court is such a smart and clever businessman. So um, I'm sure it's going to be something super exciting where, you know, our faces are going to be shown to even more people, uh, more accessible. And I just can't wait to, I can't wait for that damn press release. He always has me, like, on, he always has me on the edge of my seat. I'll, like, text him, like, hey, so, you know, uh, I keep seeing this LA stuff. Any update? Or I keep seeing you here. And he's like, just wait. I promise it's going to be an amazing year. So, um, I'm really happy there. It's, it's a really good place to be. And um, I'm just excited for all that exciting stuff we were just kind of hinting and talking about. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, you know, you said MLW approached you and that it all kind of came together rather quickly. And, and I've seen some of your interviews. Um, I actually just rewatched the Chris Van Fleet one uh, because that's like a good 30 minute long one that I thought covered a lot of uh, great stuff. But w- w- like MLW, I'm not saying that like, you know, maybe that you prefer AEW or WWE or any other company or something, but working with aw and working with impact did you ever see yourself like staying there and why are you not there now 
because I know a lot of people expected you, uh, you know, debuting as Alicia A to be part of that AEW uh, broadcast booth. Yeah, it was it was strange because like so many people had jumped to that assumption, but I myself had never ever come out and said, "Oh, I'm signed," or "Oh, hey, this isn't a one-off." Like anytime they brought me on for shows, it was just an awesome freelance opportunity where I was like, "Oh, this is like this is great. They're on the up and they're bringing me on. Like this is super exciting." So it was never something long term. We definitely had talks about it, mm-hmm. um, and it was definitely something that was mentioned. But you know, sometimes like opportunities are are talked about. Some come, some go, and um, a couple things we're still lingering and in the works and I won't say with which brands, but once this whole MLW thing came about and I did those first tapings with them and it just felt so right. I was like, okay, like I'm just, I'm not waiting for anything. I don't need to wait for anything. Like this makes sense. I want to be here and this is what I'm going to, this is where I'm going to decide to go, you know? So, um, that was kind of my, for sure. And that was my thought process with it. You know, you never know if, anything will come your way and you have to be grateful for what does and luckily what came my way is pretty damn awesome so um i'm i'm really stoked about it yeah i think that's uh, absolutely the best attitude that you can have on something like that i want to backtrack a little uh and kind of give the listeners a, maybe a little bit that they might not have known about you because i, I want to say that the come up for you has uh like blown up exponentially over the past like couple years or so I I did I'll, I'll admit I did a little bit of stalking of your Instagram and I saw a couple of <laughs> posts down in like 2016 or 17 that have a couple hundred likes and now today you're getting thousands and thousands of likes um you started Ambi a music blog yeah uh yeah when you were I think I read you did it when you were 17 correct yeah 17 years old a little baby <laughs> that's incredible because I think we are of similar ages. You know, I was born in 1996, so I, you know, I I know exactly how hard it is to uh, break into, you know, media content, things like that. And um, yeah, what like so you started with music. So how did music become wrestling? All right, so I'll do a long story short here because it's it's quite the it's quite the story. But um, so I got to a point where my music interviews got fairly big, and I was starting to be known as the girl who did all the interviews all the time. Mm-hmm. And um, then once the site started getting some popularity and the views kept creeping up, uh, my dad said, "Hey, you like wrestling? It's a whole other market you haven't even like attempted to tap into. Why don't you give it a go?" Uh, so I decided to go down to a local wrestling promotion here in Toronto. I knocked out. Um, my first wrestling interview it went extremely well and I was like well shit I guess I'm gonna start doing wrestling interviews now too and then everything else as far as the um tv stuff and impact and AEW like that just came very naturally I started interviewing these wrestlers like I had interviewed um Cody Rhodes and the Bucks and Omega and when I found out that there was this potential of a all-in I texted Cody and was like, hey, if you need someone, hello. And uh, he was amazing, and he brought me on to do that. So all that random TV stuff just kind of like, it was right place, right time, knowing the right people, having interviewed them before. Um, so, yeah, it's all, it's, it's like crazy to think about that story because it all happened so so organically, and you know? like I'm, I'm so grateful for how it did come to be. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it, it comes together organically as you describe. But uh, one thing I think people can tell about you is that, uh, you know, like, for lack of a better term, you hustle. You 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 know Thank you. what you want. <laughs> and you know exactly who it is you want to be and what the job 
uh, that you want to do is, and I think that's why you've gotten to where you are. Is there like a secret or something like that you tell yourself to get you through? I, I know there are tough days. I know there are days where you probably are like, well, you know, especially at the beginning, why, why am I doing this? You know, is, is it worth it? What, what, what kept yeah. you going? Yeah. So there, there are days where you just want to like crawl into a hole, whether it's trolls or just being tired or whatever. And then, you know, if that happens, I just like take a step back or I try to, and I'm like, stop being such a baby. Like you're, you're doing what you love. You get to travel, you get to meet amazing people. You've had so many friendships. You've met your idols, like suck it up. Like you're going to have crappy days. And you know, um, it's honestly, that's, that's how I kind of talk to myself and it's not like you know I, I have a day where I feel like a, a brat or anything like it's, it's not necessarily like that it's just you get down mm-hmm. and it's just it it happens um so I definitely just try to have a positive mindset and if I do feel a certain way I try to vent to my family or my friends and just let it all out rather than keep it in because <laughs> it can be really frustrating um, being in this business. Uh, as I mentioned, like stuff comes and goes and sometimes it's amazing and sometimes there's a bit of a lull and it just, that's that's why I think I, I work so hard because if I feel like I take that one day off or if I stop working, like an opportunity can pass me by if that makes any sense. No, I, I totally so, um, hear you. Yeah, so I don't know. That was such a rant. I'm sorry, but like I just get really passionate thinking about the journey here because it's been like, as we talked about, like since I was 17. So, yeah, it's uh, uh, it's crazy. (laughs) Yeah, no, the road so far has been super impressive, and you know, like I said, you're you're doing an awesome job. I think a lot of people know who you are, and, and there's an increasing base of fans that you have. Uh, so like with Ambi, right, you have, I'm sure you still have like OG fans, right? That, that got into yeah. it for the music because I was, I, you know, I was doing some research for this interview and I was watching, you know, you've talked to like, uh, I'm, the names are escaping me now, but like bring me the horizon, bless the fall, like lots of bands that like I like, right? Like especially Sick. our age demographic, I feel like would be really into the stuff that you were putting out. Most of your content is wrestling related uh nowadays do you ever do you ever miss doing some of the music do you ever get any blowback or people just friendly you know wishing that you would do a little bit more music so that was my biggest fear honestly going into doing wrestling stuff you know from the get-go about Mm -hmm. two and a half three years ago i was like ah are all my music fans gonna leave me like what i'm scared um so I think the response though was so positive to the wrestling stuff that I was like, I got, I got to keep with this. Like it's better for my, my career, my job, my site, everything. Um, <clears throat> so it was tricky, but I haven't really had much blowback, which is really exciting and promising for me. You do get people where they're like, oh, well, you do more music stuff. And that's why like with this new segment I have called Catching Up With, mm-hmm. I interview people over Skype because sometimes I just can't be in like 30 places at once. Or you can't travel. Um, so I've been trying to do more of that where I'm getting a lot of really cool musician buddies on there. So like that's to come soon. Um, and I've been trying to pick up more stuff too. It's just, I'm traveling so much for wrestling a lot of the time as well. Yeah. Like it can be, diff- it can be difficult. So I'm trying to find that balance. Um, it's still, you know, I still do music. I still do wrestling. It's just sometimes unexpected things come your way and you end up following that path instead of the original path you thought was going to like be the rest of your life, honestly. Um, so 
that's just me being like really honest with how all this stuff came about. I haven't ditched any of the music stuff. It's still alive and well. It's just a lot of the time now, the the wrestling stuff is a lot more frequent and a lot more lucrative to be yeah, quite honest. Yeah, it takes precedent, so, you know. It's it's still a business and uh Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, um once you've made it, you you can do whatever it is you want. And if you choose to go back and do majority music or stay majority wrestling, I mean, that's your decision. That's that that is smart business. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's it's like, it's one of those things where I don't ever want to disappoint fans because if it weren't for them in those Ambi days and like people still buy my OG Ambi shirts in my <laughs> store, which is like it makes me so happy because that's what it brings me back to like being that kid that started all this, you know, like naive and just excited. So um, yeah, it's uh, it's cool that people respect and understand why a lot more of it's wrestling. And I think a lot of my fans want me to be happy and like being in the wrestling world. Mm-hmm. It's really exciting and fun for me. So, <laughs> I, yeah. can only, I can only imagine. You, you said earlier that uh, you know your dad was the one who brought it up to you uh, to yeah. you know maybe move not move away from music, but to to consider doing some of the wrestling stuff. And obviously, that's worked out. Is he the one who got you into wrestling? Were you were you a fan at a young age? What did you grow up like watching? And how did the business come to you? I would watch it on my couch with my dad. <laughs> um, I've been watching wrestling since I was like two or three years old. So it's been a very, very long time. Um, and that's really, that, that's it. I would just watch it with him and all his friends when they'd come in from playing like a basketball game. And my eyes were glued to the TV. And then I just never faded out of it, honestly. So, um, yeah, it was just, again, one of those things that kind of fell into my lap and then like a what two decades later it's my job (laughs) when you when you were watching those like as a young you know as a young child with with your family uh did you see like you know backstage interviewers like I know Michael Cole was like a backstage interviewer at at one point with WWE and now he's like the main announcer for the past couple decades Uh, did you ever like think that you would be that person who like goes back there and interviews the talent never ever like it's weird because this all started as a hobby for a 17 year old like it was my way to get free tickets and go to concerts you know and like meet my favorite bands like it was just all for fun and then once I realized oh this is gaining some traction like maybe I should start making this you know being a bit more clever and trying to make this into a business um that's when it all kind of really started so I wasn't trying to emulate anybody I wasn't trying to like look at people growing up and think oh this is what I want to do um it just kind of fell into my lap and I I have a passion for it since I was little so I think that's why it works um but I do remember as a kid watching Mean Gene doing segments with Macho Man and like the chemistry being so ridiculous and him getting yelled at but like not taking any shit like I remember I remember that when I was a kid so that kind of stuff definitely stuck with me but by no means while I was watching it younger did I think oh yeah that could be me in like however many years with the interviews that you do, uh, I, you know, I watched a couple of them, and one of the things that like I can't help but notice as someone who does interviews themselves is you have a knack for maybe bringing up a factoid or something that you found in research uh, that gets like a little pop or like surprise from whoever it is you're interviewing, and they're like, "Oh, you you know about that? Okay, let's go <laughs> into that." Is like, is that something that you have just developed over time, um, or or because a lot of people who do this don't have that ability I you know they ask very straightforward questions uh how do you like what is your process when you are interviewing someone 
I try to make a promise to myself that I would never ask wiki questions uh, <laughs> in meaning that I can just go on to anyone's Wikipedia and find the answer for myself. So I know you mentioned earlier, like before going into this interview, you kind of like stalked me on, on Twitter or Instagram and you saw posts from a long time ago. And I think that's awesome because that's kind of my way of finding those little nuggets that will pop the wrestlers or musicians I'm talking to. Um, I don't want to be that, you know, sometimes you interview someone and they're doing like a press junket and this is their like 10th interview in, mm-hmm. of the day and they're just so over it. And like, I don't blame them because sometimes it's like you just talk, 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 talk. And you're like, oh, when's it going to end? So, you know, you can't blame them. But I want to be that 10th interview where they're like so over it and they're like, oh, shit, like I'm excited to talk about that. Or how did she know that? So I'll literally stalk back to like three, four years on Twitter, or Instagram or whatever it may be. Yes. And I'll find a concert they went to or I'll find their first tattoo they ever got or some something random they love and people love talking about stuff they love like it's just it makes sense so I've really tried to take that approach when it comes to my interviews so one they're not boring for me because I mean I'd rather talk about fun stuff that excites them rather than a lot of their wrestling because I feel like for my fans watching and if they're a fan of them if you want to know if you like the wrestler or not, watch a match. Like, we don't need to, I don't need to talk about, like, I don't need to do color commentary during an interview, you know, for people to discover 100%. Th- this person. So um, that was kind of my approach, and it still is to my interviews. It's just to go in there well-researched, to have fun, and to try to surprise them so I'm not like the nine or ten interviews they did right before me. I want it to be fun and entertaining, and so I'm, I'm not falling asleep on the other end, too, you know? <laughs> Yeah, is there a difference between, like, okay, so you do the backstage stuff for MLW, right? And, like, I know in WWE, like, you can tell that some of the things, the questions they have to ask are, like, super, super scripted. Uh, Yeah. How is is this different from that? And also, how is, uh, like, MLW different from the interviews that you've been doing over the past couple of years? Because I would assume there's a little, a bit more production, time cues. I mean, some of them are pre-tapes, a lot of them are pre-tapes, but like, how does, what goes into all that? Yeah, so as far as my sit-downs, like that you watch on my YouTube, it's literally just me sitting down with someone, shooting the shit, like, there's, there's no, there's no gimmick, it's just so laid back, none of it's really... Like, I do go into it with my, all my research, but I want it to be very conversational. Yeah. Whereas when you do promos backstage, and this goes for all promotions, they have storylines that they need to keep to, you know? Mm-hmm. We're on TV. It's a monthly thing. We need to have these storylines. So you're given little snippets of what you need to put over, what you need to make sure comes through in the promo, um, whether it's something you're promoting, facts, details, whatever it may be. So some companies I've been at, um, they give you the line, and if you don't say it verbatim, like, they're not happy. Uh, there's there's no real improv. You don't really get to have a ton of fun with it. And so I came into MLW not knowing what to expect, but by watching the product, I realized it seems really raw and really organic, and that excited me. So when I was backstage for the first time doing tapings with them and we were filming promos, we did some really ridiculous stuff with like some awesome improv. We were given like, hey, make sure you promote this or this is the angle. Let's run with it. But we could kind of say what we wanted and we could kind of riff and have fun that way. And like that was so, so exciting for me because I was like, oh, my gosh, I get to like be me again in these promos and let Alicia come through and not really have to just like be a robot. And so I love that about MLW. I thought, you know this is like a good home for me because I can actually be myself and actually have that come through in all of these interviews that, you know, you're watching on TV. 
is there someone at MLW that like helps that process be really like easy and natural? Like, is there like a specific talent that like whenever you know that like all right, I'm gonna do a segment with them, you're just like this is gonna be a home run because we just flow off each other so well. I mean, there's it's been cool because anyone I've been able to work with, like I don't feel like there's been anything that's stagnant or kind of like uncomfortable, but. Mm-hmm. I feel like lately when I've been doing promos, like it's a lot of fun working with Tom Lawler because he is just like a real goof and such a funny guy. So he is, he's a lot of fun to do promos with. And then um, I've been doing a lot of stuff with the dynasty, um, which is Richard holiday, mm-hmm. Alex Hammerstone and MJF. And now uh, Gina Medina's in it too. And you know, that's just ridiculous. Cause they just make fun of me the whole time. So, you know, those are, those are always a lot of fun. So there's, <laughs> You know, uh, I'm really lucky that, um, like I mentioned before, I'm friends with the locker room. So I just walk in and there's not that awkwardness of needing to get the vibe off someone. You can just like talk off camera, do your thing on camera and then go back to shooting the breeze off camera. So it's a it's an awesome environment for me. I love it. I love that you mentioned Tom. I think he's like one of my favorite parts of MLW. I I listen to he does those shows with uh, the Observer guy, Brian Alvarez. Um, and I listened to that too, because I saw him on MLW and just like, he is so, so funny. So I'm glad that he is a, that that he's one of your, you know, favorites to work with in MLW. Like, has anything gone wrong yet? Like, I know I don't want you to expose anything that might've been too bad, but like, has anything felt like, Oh no, like maybe this isn't the right move. I mean, not really, honestly. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything that's been like botched or anything that's happened. Mm-hmm. Like, not to throw anyone under the bus, but mm, no, it's it, there was this one time I went out to do a live promo and um, I had an earpiece in. That was something that I've never done before. We use earpieces when we go out so they can give us cues, tell us when to start, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and my earpiece midway through the promo completely just fell out of my ear. And I had that sucker in tight. Like, I have no idea if my hair got caught on it. Um, but luckily, it was at such a good time because it was, like, midway through the promo. We had already, like, started. We were riffing. It was good. And when I get to the back, I was just like, shit. Like, my worry was you could see it falling out. But luckily, it was on the other side. I wasn't facing the camera, so you couldn't see it. So, like, by no means is that a botch or, like, a bad thing. It could happen to literally anyone anywhere but that happened i was like oh no like please don't let this be visible on camera but luckily it was the other side so you couldn't even see it <laughs> <laughs> well it sounds like if that's like the worst thing that's happened so far that it, things are going pretty well at mlw w- with- yeah it's awesome like i feel like if something really bad happened you would have already read it in like dirt sheets or something <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah. it i haven't had a it sounds so corny, but I haven't had a bad experience. And that makes me so, so excited because, I mean, since I'm locked down for, like, multiple years, the fact that nothing's happened and I feel comfortable, like, that shows me so much promise and excites me. You have, like, a really great list of interviews. You know, when if you scroll down your YouTube feed, I, you know, like, and your Instagram page, honestly, you'll see, you know, you'll see the stars, Cody, Kenny, the Bucks, like you've mentioned – uh, you know, I, I know I saw that you did something with Dolph Ziggler and you've gotten yeah. uh, with Paige and things like that. Um, like, is there a dream interview that you have not done yet? Yeah. So when it comes to wrestling, I, I really want to have The Rock and Cena on. I just think the chemistry there would be so cool. And I've been a fan of both of theirs since I was 
such a little kid. So that would just mean so much to me personally. And I mean, hell, that would get a lot of views. That's not, that's not, that's not why here. So, you know, like it would just be really incredible for that to ever happen. And on top of that, um, when it comes to music, I still want to get Kiss on my show so badly. Yeah, I'm a I, really... saw, I saw you answered that on, a, I think, a Q&A recently. Yeah, I just love them. So I think that would be awesome. I got to meet them when I was in Finland um, over the summertime last year, and that, like, blew my mind. I literally have the photo of me with them hanging on my wall, like a total mark. But um, <laughs> I would love to interview them for, like, even two minutes. It'd be crazy. Well, hopefully you get that chance. Uh so, like, you mentioned that you want to, you know, that, like, a dream wrestler interview would be, like, Rock or uh, Cena or something like that. Um, with, like, the interviews that you've gotten with WWE talent, like, how is that? Because I- I've heard that they're somewhat notorious for, you know, being difficult. If they don't want to give you the time, they won't give you the time. Do you have to go through, like, I know Dolph does the, like, comedy circuit, and I know that, uh, you know, Paige has her movie, and, uh, you know, she does clothing and beauty stuff. Do you go through other outlets, or do you go through WWE? Yeah, so it's been really cool, because anytime those have lined up, it's been through other outlets. Mm-hmm. Um, WWE can be, like, a hard thing to crack, and it's to a point now where, like, it's not that I've stopped trying, but there's so much else going on just alone with the independence with... Mm-hmm. AEW talent and like MLW been amazing like I can still interview WWE AEW impact like whoever I want I can still have on my my YouTube channel so um yeah it's been like a page I had at a Blackcraft wrestling show Dolph was because of his comedy tour Renee Young was actually the same night of that comedy tour um I mean Foley has like a different thing contractually with with them but like when I interviewed Foley is because I was hosting his um Helena Cell tour so you know they're like other ways to access them um which are totally you know fine and like yes that's kind of how i've been able to do that in the past awesome what renee young uh talking to her you know she you know she's doing the wwe backstage show right now which is like a lot different than some of the stuff like the backstage interviewing that you know you're doing and that she's done in the past but i feel like she has been like one of the best at that job especially in the wwe environment uh, with all the production and everything that goes into it. Like, I feel like she's, at, like, you know, the cream of the crop there. What was that conversation like? Like, was it – did you get any tips from her or was it just, like, friends? It felt like I had known her for a very long time. And when she said the same thing, I was like, sweet, I'm not delusional. Um, <laughs> when we sat down, it was just, like, such a free-flowing, fun convo. Um, both of us being Canadian, I feel like anytime you meet another Canadian right away, you're just like, oh, hey, bestie. Like, it's just – it's we're, we're weird that way. Um but we get tweeted almost every day like oh you two need to meet you two need to do something so the fact that we finally did it was just cool it just felt like two chicks doing their thing who respect each other like finally getting the time to catch up and it was it meant a lot to me she was like i'm sure sooner than later like we're gonna be doing something together and she she said like a lot of very sweet and complimentary things that she did not need to and like that resonated with me because like you said she is one of the best and um it's cool that these people even care to like sit down for a second you know so uh yeah that was a really fun convo for me i loved it let's get into something that might be a little bit uh more difficult to talk about but uh-oh. No, it, it, it won't be too bad, but um, obviously you're a woman and, you know, you're pretty. And 
I know you read the YouTube comments and Twitter comments and Instagram comments and things like that. Um, there's a range of things that I see commented and posted uh, that I think, like, well, I don't know why you hit send on that. Uh, but do those, like, have those comments ever gotten to you? Has, like, your age, your gender, your looks, have those ever hindered you in any way? Like, did it make it harder? Well, when I first started, I was 17, so a lot of people didn't take me seriously at all, um, which was very, very frustrating for me. But um, I feel like I had more to prove, and when I started getting traction, those same people that told me no came back and kept giving me yeses. So I was almost like, it was a double-edged sword where I was like, screw you, but like, hey, now you, now we're going to help each other, so like that's awesome at the same time. Um, and so... Yeah, I feel like I'd walk into a room and I wasn't taken seriously. And once I started to actually show like, hey, I might be young, but I'm really good at what I do. Yeah. They started to they started to recognize that and give me opportunities, which I in turn like really appreciated. Um, so that definitely hindered me. I don't, I don't know if it was more so I think it was more so my age than my gender. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, there's stuff backstage that can get a little bit annoying, whether it's just comments or like mm -hmm. people can be slimy and that's not like my favorite thing to deal with, but by no means is that everyone at the same time. So, you know, it, it comes and goes. But um, the main thing is just like, since I was so young when I started, a lot of the troll comments would get to me. Like mm -hmm. I would, I would cry a lot and be like, who are these mean people saying this about my looks or my skills or whatever? And uh, then I got to a point where I talked to my family about it and they were like, screw them. Like, who gives a shit about any of these people that are negative? Like, you have so much to be proud of. You have so much to be happy about. Like, screw them. There's no point to even give them the time of day. And I was like, you know what? You're right. And the only time I do give them the time of day is if I find a troll comment that's just like so laughable, I'll quote retweet it and mm -hmm. let my fans like attack them. Yes. And that makes me happy. So, you know, like <laughs> that's, that's the way to do it. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're people. Comments hurt. And I since we were talking about her earlier, like I had a talk with Renee about it in our interview where like you can have millions of fans, like in her case, she's like, you can have millions of fans and 99% of your comments can be so nice. And then you'll read that one comment about your looks or your skills or a segment. And like that one comment is the one that makes you sad yeah. or the one that gets to you, not the nice ones. And it's like weird that as humans, that's how we are, but it's just, it's just human nature. And um, yeah, I don't know. You can only take so much sometimes, but at the same time, you have to take a step back and realize like these people kind of suck and you got to not let them get to you. A hundred percent. That is, that is the best advice I think that you could give anyone uh, that's looking to do what it is that you do. The name yeah. interview queen, <laughs> interview queen, what, like how did you come up with that? Is that part of like your rebranding from moving from Ambi or is that? <clears throat> so I actually didn't give it to myself. There was this uh, fan named Cameron who's awesome. He actually made me my own championship belt, which was, like, the most badass thing ever. Nice. Um, but, yeah, I have a fan, and he was hashtagging all the time, interview queen, interview queen. And I was like, ooh, I like that. Like, that sounds cool. That makes me feel, like, prestigious. Like, oh, I dig it. So um, I just started using it, and then fans started hashtagging it, and it just kind of became a thing. And then shows started seeing it in my SIG, and so any show I was on would start branding me like, oh, the interview queen is coming to blah, blah, blah. So it, again, one of those very organic, random things that just stuck and sounded really cool, and next thing you know, it was like a, shirts and stuff. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm running out of questions for you, but I want to give you a chance to talk a little bit more about uh, MLW. Uh, I, you guys are coming to Miami soon. Did I read that correctly? 
so nothing has been announced for that um we have a lot of people like speculating where we can be kind of guessing stuff Mm -hmm. um the events that are locked down is we are going to be in philadelphia on february 1st then in april on april 18th in chicago may 2nd we're back in dallas and then july 16th uh we're back in new york city and these are all tapings for mlw fusion our weekly television show which you guys can catch every Saturday on YouTube at 6.05 and every Saturday night also on BN Sports at 9 p.m. So it's just like a lot going on. We have a lot of tapings coming up, a lot of really, really cool and fun storylines. And um, yeah, so if you guys want to check that out, just hit up MLW.com and all the info's on there. I really hope that you guys do make it down to uh, South Florida. I live in Fort Lauderdale, so I was actually at the, uh, I think the one War Games uh, show that they ended up they like taped uh, some tv tapings and they did the war game show and that was just such a fun time and the crowd was so hot so i hope you guys do get a chance to uh, make it down here um but one more question before uh, we wrap yeah. things up uh I, I i don't know how i missed this earlier but i, I need to know how <laughs> close are you to beating the six second challenge on instagram Oh, good Lord. I'm like, uh, some days I'm like 30 milliseconds away. Sometimes I'm like tired and I blink at three. I hate this game so much. And like the most aggravating part is now everyone around me is starting to download it just to show me like that either it's really hard or it's easy. Like my dad downloaded it. And within his first 10 tries, he got it like six times. So throughout the day. I'm so mad at him. Throughout the day, he'll send me texts and stuff. And it's literally just a photo of his face like looking ridiculous with the little check like the little guy dancing he got the six seconds i get so i get so mad so to answer your question i suck at it and i'm nowhere near getting that stupid game (laughs) that's okay i've been trying for about the past five years to like correctly hold my gas pump in my car so that it shuts off at thirty dollars and i have never once gotten it so i refuse to try (laughs) the six second challenge but i appreciate that you have not given up yet and i hope that you are able to learn a thing or two from your dad in that respect i hope so it's so difficult and it shouldn't be that hard like it really it just shouldn't but i'm not gonna give up guys i know i have a lot of people rallying behind me so uh i'm going to try my best to not let you all down and uh hopefully one day i will celebrate (laughs) all right and before we head out you wanna uh, you know do you want to give any plugs instagram socials things like that yeah totally if you guys just hit up aliciaatoot.com um you will find all of my info there from Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, along with my YouTube channel, which has all of my interviews, my vlogs, my Q&As, uh, just tons of content with a lot of really, really cool people. So if you like down-to-earth, fun, chill convos, um, please give it a look. And I hope you guys have enjoyed this conversation and enjoy anything that you come across going forward. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure to have you, Alicia. There wrap things up for this episode of the Other Wrestling Dave's Podcast. I'm David Rosenberg, that's Alicia Toot, and we'll see you guys next week.